Hadouken! Oh, bollocks. What's wrong? Did somebody die? Worse than that, it's fucking plenty. He wants me to say I'm Deadbeat Punk from the What the Fuck Do You Want podcast, and I'm a 100 things we learned from film patron. I'm not fucking saying that. You tell that English cunt to fuck off. Nothing in that message about their imaginary hats that he definitely didn't send. The hat thing isn't a scam. Other people have got their hats. Who? Joe? That cunt is in on it too. You hallmark of gullible wankstain. Duping poor Irish idiots with the promise of hats and pocketing the change. We can always just cut out eye holes in the hat and hit the post office. We'll get our money back that way. What the fuck does he want? Don't. I think we've asked him that about 20 times already. He said he wants us to send him a promotional audio clip or some bollocks for our show so he can play it on his show. I feel bad about making fun of him now. What a sweet prick. He also said he already asked Gadget from Modern Escapism and the Wilsons from the Wilsons for promos, but they told him to suck the back end of their collective genitals. Oh, what? So we're sloppy fucking thirds? Sloppy fucking thirds at least. He did also say we could promote a fictional product. Improv comedy. Us. We could let slip our little retirement hustle. Once we get bored of the podcast and decide to make some serious bank. Is it badges and hats? Idiots fucking love badges and hats. And stickers. The what the fuck do you want? Loot crates. Loot boxes are on the verge of becoming nostalgic. Not loot boxes. Loot crates. Loot boxes aren't fucking going anywhere. When did Loot Crate start? Back in 2012? Yes, those heady days where the Nintendo DS was still on the go. Batman got his back broke that year. Loot Crates are fucking stupid. A way to piss away real money for plastic shites that not even Forbidden Planet could flog to repressed, hentai-obsessed crywankers. Crywankers? You know, those people that rip the palms of themselves to their reflections while they're gently weeping. Yeah, like they do at the start of Hollyoaks. When have you ever watched Hollyoaks? After dark? So people will give you money, just have something to post on Instagram about, and complain because it's really shite again. And they repeat this on a monthly basis. Seems a bit vanilla. Don't people still sell loot crates? Yeah, nerds are recession-proof. Some people can't buy milk or eggs to feed their children, whereas these dweebs are buying Funko Pops by the heating payment as their grandparents freeze to death alone. And scared. Cold, dead Funko Pop eyes. Watching them expire by the cold fireplace. So what makes our loot crates so different? Well, we're gonna take a shite in every 100th crate. Russian roulette. So you might get a crate of shite. Yeah, and we're gonna lie and say there's a winning lottery ticket in one of them. But it's just a hat. What is your fucking obsession with fucking hats? It's the receding hairline. I need to hide the shame of being an aging mammal. You should be more concerned with a hundred things, girdle, in that case, you fat cunt. Don't worry about going bald, just brush your back hair forwards. Give yourself a pubie toupee. What were we meant to be doing again? Ah, oh, fuck knows. You text that prick back and tell him we're not providing him with any fucking content just because he's run out of steam. I thought we were trying to keep him sweet to get John on the show. John isn't some suave Scottish gimp that he keeps chained up in the attic that he just lends out to other podcasts. No. But in Planty's heart of hearts, I think that's what he really fucking wants. We've been keeping him sweet for fucking years and we've not had a sniff of John. Call him a cunt and send him a picture of a gaping anus. Yes, treat the mean. They should really sell John's old underwear if they want to make a bit of coin. Oh yeah, like your one that sold the bathwater to neckbeards. Some crusty John undercrackers. You could sell them in frames. Do you want to tell people where they can listen to our show? 
Yeah, I'm sure they're gagging for more of this. Fuck no, if anybody actively tunes in to 100 Things every week, then our show isn't going to be for them. They wouldn't get it. 100 Things we learned from Wikipedia. Load of bollocks. That's a reference for no one. No one being their biggest fucking fan. Yo! Up the road! Hi guys, on this show we're looking at Hall, Tyson, Hartley, Kay, Wright, Bonville, Kinnear and Fry. We're looking at 2023's The Bank of Dave. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of 100 Things We've Learned From Film. I'm one of your hosts, my name's Planty and I am not a bank. <laughs> yeah, and I'm John and I'm a total banker. <laughs> you are my, my dad is a banker and he banks everything, remember that? <laughs> oh, <Jim is>. <laughs> John, how are you? I'm alright buddy, I'm alright, uh, just living the, uh, the wet dream. And living the high life, living for free. Very <laughs> much, eh? <laughs> what about you? How are you getting on? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, uh, a year older from uh, the last time we oh, podcasted. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Happy escape from the womb, David, man. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. 43 listeners. I know what you're thinking. We've seen pictures, you lying prick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, got some, uh, got some fantastic films in the shape of the Mad Max uh, trilogy, quad, quadrology, quadrology. The four Mad Max oh, films. Oh, right. Did you it. get right? okay. a, a Blu-ray yeah. steelbook? Sexy as fuck, by the way. Wow. Watch just... the first Mad Max the other night because I haven't seen it probably in about twenty years. Mwah, God, it's good. Still got it. Isn't it? Yeah, it's still got a good, good feel. Yeah, I've got a stoner for fucking Road Warrior this week. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've got to watch stuff for Hallmark of Greatness, so that's not going to happen, is it? Oh. <laughs> uh, of course, we are the podcast that tries to learn 100 things from the film that we cover every week. Why don't you give us a quid? Why don't you give us a fucking quid, arseholes? Uh, give us a quid a month, and we will shout you out every week. Um, at the end of the episode, along with all the other fantastic patrons that bankroll my, I was say bankroll my Mad Max DVDs. I was going to say that. <laughs> no, but, but bankroll uh, all, all the other crazy shit that we're doing. Uh, John, what are we talking about this week? So we're looking at 2023's The Bank of Dave, which we watched on Netflix. The Natflax. Uh, and we didn't share yeah. our passwords because it's now illegal. Oh, is it? Oh, shit. They are. If, that, if they actually start doing that, I know. Like, I'm, I'm out. What the fuck am I, is my father in law going to do? Like, <laughs> what is he going to do for watching stuff? We're no, going to have to get a fire stick. <laughs> yeah. Dodgy, yeah. dodgy. Yeah. Him, not us, of course. We pay for all of our stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, 2023, John. The the we're not even a month in. Have we got any yeah. films? Well, if our patrons and uh, listeners want to know what's happening in uh, 2023 in film wise, they can uh, go to the fucking pictures like everybody else. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing's it, man. Nothing's it. Because we're all still watching Avatar, and uh, I, oh, I watched that Puss in Boots film the other day. By the way. Was it any good? Solid three out of five, man. I had oh. a great time. I had a great time. It is better than any Shrek film by a country mile. It's got, oh. great, it's got, it's got a great cast, too. Uh, Florence Pugh as Goldilocks. Yeah, well, she's yeah, she's pretty cute. She's pretty is cute. that Galfanakis making another appearance? Is it mm-hmm. the egg? No. Um, no, it's Tom Thumb. 
You know the the Tom Thumb the Baker's son. Yeah, so... yeah it's some somebody. I, I don't know. I didn't even look it up. Uh, but Olivia Coleman's Mummy Bear and Mummy oh, Winstone. What? Eat some porridge. Nah. Um, he's, he's he's daddy bear. Yeah. Anyway, look, fucking that. Uh, and Guillermo is is this little chihuahua. Oh, Guillermo. Ratty, yeah, this ratty looking child. He's the, the best character in it. Anyway, right. fucking hell. We're not here to talk about how much I truly enjoy it. Have a look on my letterbox to count <laughs> to, to see that. Uh, yeah, I did enjoy that. Uh, so we're going to talk about Banker Dave. Now, semi regular complaint is that we don't cover a lot of new films. Yes. The reason we don't cover a lot of new films is because they don't really get listens. Now, I picked this because on Friday night I, I think we'd had dinner and I opened a can uh, of, of IPA of some sort. I said to Rachel, she said, well, it's, look, it's your weekend, it's your birthday weekend, watch what you want. I was like, let's give the Bank of Dave a watch. She was like, okay, fair enough. So we sat down and we watched Bank of Dave. And I think I'd probably got seven minutes in and I messaged you and I went, Straight do away. you mind if we <laughs> knock on the head the one we were going to do and instead yeah. do this one? And you were like, mate, whatever. <laughs> Just nice. whatever. Um, you know, listeners, Johnny's so open to watching any old fucking tap. <laughs> um, and I, I got prob- that seven minutes in, I just sat there, I took the race, I'm going to cry at this. <laughs> you got to go. Absolutely you got to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's sweet. It's nice. We'll, we'll cover it. We'll cover it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, we, now, every fucker and their dog's got a title thing on this, and I did not recognize any of them. Uh, yeah. We've got I- Igneous Pictures, or Ingenious Pictures. I've written that wrong. Ingenious I've, Pictures. I, I, Ingenious Pictures, yep. A film company was founded in 1998 by Patrick McKenna. <laughs> did he, was he Smoke Yourself Thin or something? Was that him? Paul McKenna. No, Patrick McKenna. <laughs> right, okay. Not Paul McKenna, got you. <laughs> I remember him. What does he and sleep? <laughs> we watched it Saturday nights, man. Crazy times. You did, didn't you? Everybody right. watched him. Like, Everybody fucking, watched remember when hypnotism and magic was like was thing, the right? best thing on the telly? Going to Peter Powers and watching everybody simulating sex in the, I... <laughs> the theatre. <laughs> I did have this conversation with Rachel the other day about uh, the, 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 the bet, or what they always used to call the best ever uh, Beatles about. The best ever Beatles about was aliens landing in somebody's somebody's cul-de-sac. Do you remember? Did and the aliens were people with massive heads on uh-huh. and just like like unitards on, wandering around going blah 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 blah. blah. And then like he turns up as a police officer, like oh. mugging to the camera, and then he takes his wig off and he takes his moustache off. And like, oh my god, I couldn't believe it. I didn't know. Like, how thick were we in like the late eighties, early nineties that that we believed that's what aliens were like. Boop, boop, boop. I know. Yeah. I mean, I know. Oh, anyway, that's not what we're here to talk fillers. about. More fillers. He's bloody Jeremy Beadle in his tiny hand. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Beadle's got a little cock. But on the other hand, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, anything for the other two future artists in Tempo? Uh, Tempo Productions um, is a film production company founded by Pierce Tempest. What a name. Pierce Tempest. <laughs> not a real name, oh, surely a porn name. Not, and uh, <laughs> his mother's maiden name. Joe Bamford. Uh, it doesn't even tell me when it was formed as well, which is quite annoying. Usually they'll give you the rundown, but I couldn't be bored digging any deeper than that. Did you just say Jill Bamford? Uh, Joe Bamford. That's really weird because my mother's maiden name was Bamford. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh, creepy. Creepy. Could, yeah. could be a cousin. Could be. Um, right, so we start, we've got, we're at the Duck and Drake pub. 
That's a real pub. It is a real pub. Uh, yeah. Where is it? Is it Leeds or somewhere? It's behind, it's behind the Corn Exchange in Leeds, John. Jesus. Um, why, why, John, why must films lie to us? Now, I did think to myself, it being Leeds, uh, you might have been in there, because I know you you frequent yeah, Leeds, frequent and obviously yeah, I've yeah. lived there for many years. Um, yeah. But no, I've certainly never, uh, I've certainly never been in there. I've been invited to it, but I think I'll end up going to one of the old bar ones, which is two oh, classic people. John. Hello, hello. <laughs> Previous names of the pub, John: the Horse and Groom, the Brutton's Arms, um, but named the Duck and Drake in 1985. Uh, proper boozer. I must have passed it about hundred times. Never been in. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's bands, one of those yeah. that I'm definitely going to. Yeah, a lot of bands, a lot of bands. Yeah, uh, an ACDC tribute night coming up, which uh, we'll have another ACDC reference uh, at some point <laughs> shortly. Okay. He gets up and sings here. Um, in this, he's got this cod northern accent, by the way. He really does, doesn't he? Yeah. Now this really, this really wound me up. Right, I don't know about you. Rory Kinnear, because he's very, very southern and very posh. He's from London, and he's a quote-unquote proper actor. Yeah, unless he's in Black Mirror and he's doing stuffy pigs. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. So, Rory Kinnear, his dad, of course, was the late, great Roy Kinnear. R.I.P. Exactly, yeah. Um, who's actually from Wigan. Now, we all know Roy Kinnear never got over the death of his eldest child, Veruca Salt, at the <laughs> hands of prolific child murderer William Wonka. <laughs> My understanding is he carried that out to his death when he fell off a horse filming The Return of the Musketeers. Oh, God, so he did. Yeah, do you remember that? Yeah, like in the yeah. 89 or something. Uh, but Rory's grandfather, also called Roy Kinnear, uh, was an international in rugby league and rugby union for Great Britain and Scotland. What? Yeah. Anyway, back to Rory. You know him, as you've said, from uh, Black Mirror when he shagged a pig. Yeah. Um, uh, that first episode of Our Flag Means Death, which I watched the other week, where he's oh, the opposing well? captain, you know, that used to bully. Oh, right. Yeah, um, used to bully. Him. Again, we're going to do it where we don't remember his name. And I've been saying his name all week. Um, it, it, that's the joke. Um, and I watched Men the other week. Have you seen Men yet with Rory Kinnear in? This woman, no? she, she's... Like she's getting over a uh, an abusive partner, and she goes out into the country. And Rory Kinnear owns the country house, and she sees a like a naked kind of man of the woods who also looks like Rory Kinnear. And then she, the police come, and there's the police woman, and the policeman is Rory Kinnear, and something is not right. Something right. is not right, and and it is it's good. He's very good in that, very very mm. good. But it's not a great film. What I will right. say is it's interesting, and then in the last ten minutes, I just went. I'm waiting for the directed by David Lynch here <laughs> because it goes. Oh, it goes beyond mental. It, yeah, it, it, it goes. Oh Jesus! Don't look up the ending if you're going to watch it. Don't look up the ending, but it goes mental, and it's one of the very few films. Probably the last one I had to do was Mulholland Drive, where I've gone away and I've hmm. actually read what the ending means because I didn't right. understand it, and then I right. went. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Eh. Right. Anyway, but no, but no enough to call it a great film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no, it's it's it it it's tense in parts, and I felt there could have been a bit more tension. I felt there could have been a bit more. I I don't know. There could have been a bit more. I don't know. Yeah. But he's very good in it. He's very good in yeah. it. Uh, all the Bond films as well, isn't he? He's oh, yes, yeah, so he is. Yes, yeah, so he is. Yeah. So he gets up and sings "Here I Go Again" on my own by White Snake. 
uh, in his northern accent. Um, put it behind you because it's so sweet. Brilliant middle-aged pound film. If you can see past that, you're all right. Um, Joe Hartley's his partner. You've seen Joe Hartley in loads and loads of stuff. This yeah. is England. Yeah, yeah. Is she in the afterlife as well? She is, yeah. She, oh, she is in afterlife. Yeah, she's good in that. Um, she's the fat kid's mum, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really is. Kathy uh, uh, Tyson, by the way, right? Kathy Tyson's in this scene and one other scene and nothing else. That's it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because she has to fuck off to film Mona Lisa. <laughs> With Michael Caine and Bob Hoskins. God. Back it's a good day. film, that. It's a good film. Or Band of Gold. Bradford oh, filmed prostitute TV show. Yeah, yeah, remember that. <laughs> uh, um, we, we meet Samantha Eric. Samantha Morton's first film. Uh, first oh, is that Samantha Morton? Oh, Samantha. Uh, I don't bang on about it, but we're from the same hood, me and Samantha Morton. Oh, God. No, Love Samantha Morton. She's great. Um, this character, Eric, he's building a sports centre. He's paying back Dave for a loan. Um, uh, but he gives him back more. He says, I want to invest. He goes, he am not a bank. Uh, and I've just written, e that should be. <laughs> um, he considers it though. Kay says, "I'll put my money in the bank of Dave." Bah, bah, bah. You yeah. says, "You <laughs> says it." You gets it. There you go. <laughs> London. You know it's London because it looks yeah. like it's fucking. You can't breathe. Is what it looks like. Aye, yeah, yeah. Oh, just back to White Snake. So Please. it was released on the Saint uh, and Saint and Sinners album in 1982. I thought you'd have got all these. I had these uh, back. I, 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 I ran, I've honestly run out of time with some of this stuff. I okay. really have. Let, let, let us all down. Uh, in London, Burnley, uh, Burnley is yeah. uh, 237 miles away, and it's, you can reach it via the M40 and the M6. Oh, good work. Uh, I know the M6 can go to Rochdale on uh, Saturday for the football. Uh, the Shard we see in this uh, shot, the Shard is 72 stories high. Ground broke in 2009, and it opened in 2012. It's owned 5% by the Seller Property Group. And ninety five percent by those utter fucking roasters, Qatar, oh, the country, and the roasters. <laughs> uh, Joel Fry's back. He's come on, yeah. ain't he? Joel Fry. He's yeah, come I'll on. Honest, I'm going to be honest with you. This, this, this scene, this, this put him in a portrayed him in a new light for me. I always seen him as a bumbling idiot, which he usually is. But in this, it was just something quite endearing and quite sharp about him. Do you think? He's got attractive, kind of blustery, uh, 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 kind of leading man about him. Uh, it's a toughie, no, and it's a toughie because he's he can do the bumbling part. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying he's Hugh Grant, but I am saying he's probably Domino Gleason level. Oh, well, do you know what I'm getting at there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the second best of the Gleasons. The best one, of course, being his dad. Uh, Jackie Gleason. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, Dominal. One of these days. <laughs> one of these days, Dominal. All the way to Limerick or something. I don't know. Um, he's Hugh. He's a solicitor dealing with investment bankers. Did you Did you catch the gag that his boss says about investment bankers? Oh, about um, what do you call thirty thousand bankers under the sea or something? Yeah, a good start. No, a good yeah. start. <laughs> it's yeah. good. It's good. Uh, his next case is Dave. Uh, he wants to open a bank, but nobody has opened a new bank in a hundred years. At uh, one hundred and fifty years, Hugh uh, yeah. says. 
he says, uh, it was meant to be going to such and such, but they can't deal with it because it is a conflict of interest. Oxford Dictionary calls a conflict of interest, John, a situation in which a person is in a position to derive personal benefit from actions or decisions made in their official capacity. Right. Hugh's basically going to be looking after the whole thing and offering advice. They're pretty kind of sarky here, aren't they? Pretty arsy about it. We'll just take his money kind of thing. Aye, yeah, yeah. So. Part of me was kind of surprised that they'd used a London lawyer. But I guess uh, you, you use the best. If you can afford the best, you use the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Not that I think there's out wrong with, you know, solicitors. Anybody in... for Burnley. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I, I was going to say solicitors in Carlisle because I drink with a lot of them. So <laughs> I think, I think, as guys sound, maybe it's the Scottish enemy, but I think you can actually draw more anger towards the London bankers because at the end of the day, all the tra- everything that happened in the banking mm-hmm. world, now that just really originated from that financial sector. Yeah. So, and they're all tough pricks. So, and the and the character the character points that out as yeah. as we kind of very very shortly. Joel heads up the road. Uh, I'd written initially, not sure which road, like some sort of B road. Like how how long has it taken? Because he's he's got this road. It looks like he's going to be passing. You I know, thought it was, the, the, it was the at some point. Yeah, because I, I seen I seen because there was windmills and all sorts of crazy shit going <laughs> I was on. Like, and, mate, uh, where are you going? Uh, he's practicing his accent. It's really bad. Bottled all big, <laughs> isn't he? I was like, what? <laughs> That's not how they talk. That's the film Babe, uh, which was filmed in New South Wales. So you know, <laughs> don't uh, don't do that. Uh, the, the film Babe is based on the Dick King Smith book, Herd Dick, uh, the Sheep Pig, and written by. Second mention, Mad Max creator and director George Miller. Always amazing that. Christ. Yeah, fantastic. It cost $30 million to make, and it made $254 million. Jesus. You would Make-up? fucking jump at that, wouldn't you? I really would. Uh... I went to see that at the cinema with my dad, stepmom, and sisters on Christmas Eve. Because Christmas Eve was oh. kind of like go to the cinema, tire the kids out kind of thing. By yeah. that point, I would. I think I might have been like 15 or something. So I was only going because it was the thing that we did at Christmas. Right. But our kid that's, our kid loved it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice that's a really nice That's a nice memory. Nice yeah. nice memory of a large number of people who are dead. Uh, yeah. uh he's like, oh nice street. It's like a bread advert or a story about a clever pig. <laughs> that's, <a good> kind <laughs> of, oh, that's funny. Uh, that, the bread advert he's talking about, John, you know the one. Hovis. It's called The Bike Ride and it's from 1973. Famously, John, directed by a Hollywood actor. Do you know? A uh, Hollywood director, sorry. Do you know which one? Oh, Coppola. <laughs> 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 oh man, it would be a very different. Oh, I wanted you oh, to say Michael oh, Mann. Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Can you imagine the neon? Hi, <laughs> uh, John Woo. <laughs> Doves. <laughs> or surely it'll just be pigeons. Um, it's <laughs> very good. It's not actually filmed in the north at all, but it's filmed in Dorset, uh, which right. for the uh, geographically uh, idiotic, i.e., you, John, uh, that's the yeah. south coast. I found this particular bit on Wikipedia a massive political misstep, but just the most Brexity thing that's happened. Hovis and the BFI restored the advert for use in 2019 in an attempt to unite a divided nation. It was criticised for reminding those who voted to remain 
Brexit referendum of how little they had in common with those who had voted to leave. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I mean, because that that advert always comes like top in voting adverts. That and that, it's always in like the top 10. That and the smash bloody boys. Aye. Bomash gets smashed. Those things look like they'd probably give you a bad nip. Do you know what I mean? We wouldn't stand a chance if those bastards came down. Fuck no. We <laughs> we will murder you and eat the smash from your broken we skulls. Or <laughs> he stops and asks this bloke in the street who sounds basically like there's trouble at mill, doesn't he? It is Aye. not found in Burnwatt. It is not how they sound in Burnwatt. Um, he arrives at Fishwick Motors, and Dave explains he sells minibuses. Yep. Uh, I used to sell vans. <laughs> I used to sell vans, but there's no need, need for it anymore. Um, no Fishwick Motors that I could find that's, that, I mean, they obviously exist, but I couldn't find them online. But I did find, because Fishwick Motors is in Finsleygate, and Finsleygate Motors is real. They've got this gorgeous Volkswagen Sirocco 2.0 GT that I fancied, but I do not have 16 grand for a new oh. car. That is probably, <laughs> I mean, I've maybe got, I don't know, 500 quid. Maybe, maybe they'll do a deal. Maybe you, they'll... Can buy, you can buy the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they'll do can you imagine me cutting around in a, in a bright red Volkswagen Sirocco? Oh, mate, the shade would... zone. Oh, Thumbs man, it. man. I mean, it's only yeah. two litre. <laughs> but you, you look, you, you're like me, John. You're a man of simple tastes. All you yeah. want is 12, I'm 12, a 12 cans of tenants and uh, a bottle of Glenn's <laughs> vodka. <laughs> and, a, and a car that works. Doesn't even need to be Glenn's. Kalashnikov for me. <laughs> the idea came about because when his customers had problems making payments, he lent them money. And then local families too, because he couldn't go to banks. He explains a bunch of shysters the banks and government have been for over 20 years now. He says, I lent out 100 million in loans. I lent out 1 million in loans. And do you know how many of those went bad? Seven. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Less than that. Uh, Three. Oh, you're getting warmer. You're getting warmer. His northern English accent's worse than yours. It's bad, isn't it? But he's so likable and... Oh, I, yeah, there's, yeah. There's a point I'll make at the end as well. Um, his customers want him to invest the money, which he needs accreditation for. But he says, I have no intention of making a penny. The profits are going to go to charity. Mm-hmm. Charity. Charity, mate. Uh, he gives Hugh the files of his loans and says he'll see him tomorrow. At the local council, Dr. Ashforth, uh, Alex, is asking for funds for a medical clinic and the, NH- the NHS to run, but they need capital to open up. They, of course, refuse it because I assume it's a Tory council, probably in the northwest might be. I don't know about Burnley. I know Blackburn's a little bit more forward-thinking, and I assume Preston is as well, um, mm. but I'm not so sure about Burnley I, politically. I, I didn't do it because I wasn't going to get into politics, <laughs> but I yeah. am. Um, back at Hughes' <laughs> car, he's got a flat. He gets offered help by this nice man with the boy and because he's because he's southern he turns it down and then yeah. he drops the jack on his foot uh, in the hospital he, he explains oh, i've got private health care if that might get me seen too quicker uh, as i came down, do you know who i am moment it was like, very much so yeah dr ashworth says that in burnley we believe health care is a basic human right so you'll wait like everybody else 
Next morning, he gets to Dave's, and Dave says, oh, what's up? He says, oh, you know, I have a problem with the car. Well, is it still there? He says, yeah, well, I'll get one of the lads to pick it up. Because he's northern, and we are nice. I'm yeah, not I... saying southerners aren't nice, because pretty Good much not. everyone in London's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but it's when you get to places like Hastings, and you know, that they all become arseholes. Anyway. Dave takes him around the town to show him the successes. I love this, by the way. I absolutely love all yeah. of this. Every story is brilliant, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's just it's really quick, and it's obviously like an assault on on his senses. And, yeah. and sorry, listeners, I, I, if you haven't watched this, please please go away and watch this. It is like one hour forty. It, it's 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 far from the best film I've seen. I think I might have given it two on Letterboxd, but it is much better than that. The second view, and it's maybe three. It's very sweet. It's a bit stodgy in the middle, but it, it it's really uh, nice. It's really good. nice. That's yeah. good. Uh, Jamie's a busker. He bought him a new amp and he made him pay back two quid a week. I know. He says he hasn't he hasn't got an address, so he can't get a loan. He hasn't got a bank account. He hasn't got that. And then you see him just put some money in his thing anyway so he's he still like... giving so i reckon he probably give him his two quid back every week anyway that one, aye, yeah. oh isn't he oh, lovely i know oh. i know oh god need more people like that <laughs> indeed eric's community center we'd, we'd mentioned before something about a pool uh and but there is a line which i was kind of like uh he said uh, oh do you, do you swim not really oh basketball and i was kind of like oh maybe they've got a lot of black mates mate but you know steady on that's a bit yeah, the exactly. As the as they're walking through the town, you see Burnley Market. You see this Burnley Market? It's like massive, wasn't it? This huge yeah, outdoor huge. bit, and then this massive yeah, market. Yeah. The original Burnley Market Hall was opened in 1870 and was demolished, John, in 1966. Oh, what the hell? That yeah. <laughs> the last time Burnley had a Victorian market. <laughs> <laughs> and it was replaced by that concrete monstrosity that you see. But I tell you what, I went on their website, and boy, has it got some eats in there. Chukun kebabs, K-Up sushi and Korean. K-Up! K-Up! Uh, oh, <laughs> took me a minute. Yeah, Mr. Burger, Pies, Siam Thai, Vietnamese street food, and Walk This Way. Oh, nice. Sadly, Aerosmith nice. are not doing the concert at the end of this film for that, which is a shame. I'm going to hit all these places up and see if they'll let us visit for Scrum. <laughs> Can you imagine rolling <laughs> us down those steps? At I the know. End? Because that's Jesus. a great advert. What I won't do is I won't confuse it with the world-famous Bury Markets like Rishi Sunak did. I don't know if you remember this, but he was on... Uh, one of the news stories at Bury Markets. And right. Bury Market always does this. It's the world famous Bury Market. It's one of the biggest and the most, most vibrant markets, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yes, I'm at the world famous Burnley Market. Ooh. Because he's a fucking idiot. Because we are not arrogant southern twats. That's a fox part, isn't it? But yeah, absolutely. And when they fucking said that, he was at the Barras. <laughs> I'm at the Barras. <laughs> it helped save me. Get me here. <laughs> He'd be as welcome as a dose at the Barrows, oh, wouldn't he? Oh, <laughs> my. No. There's this boy making narrowboats, right? He will build you any narrowboat you want. And how mad's that at the top of a hill, right? Well, famously, it's on a canal. So, you know, it's not, it's not that good. We'll come to canals. But I found some for sale. A 45-foot traditional narrowboat in Skipton, Yorkshire, quite close to Burnley. 42 grand. 
Um, and one at Canary Wharf, a 48-footer, for 55 grand, which I thought was really cheap, and it was stunning inside, with a 10K per year mooring fee. What? 10K a year? Wharf. 10K Jesus. a year. But I guess if you've got 55 grand to outlay, mm. and then 10 grand a year, rent, in London uh, is Nout. I know. I guess. It's probably, probably a cheaper alternative. Yeah, isn't it? I've, I've been at a wedding in Skipton, I'm sure. Have you? Oh, Skipton's lush, mm-hmm. mate. Yeah, Skipton's mm-hmm. really good. It's got great pubs. These ladies, oh, th- th- this real ale tasting, is uh, this, this little flight of real ales, isn't he? Uh, these ladies making curry, and he's like, do you want a bit of nan with that? And he just hoys this bit of this massive nan <laughs> onto this little plate. Um, and vegan soap. Uh, and he turns and he goes, oh, I love the smell of that. I put it on my horses. <laughs> okay, it's, it's a minus point for Davy owns horses. We meet Dave's niece, Alex, and of course it's Dr. Ashworth from before. Mm-hmm. Dave wants to support the clinic because it takes on average 11 days to get an appointment. This free walking clinic, which will make referrals, write prescriptions and do everything it needs to do. Dave explains to Hugh that he's created 150 jobs, but he wants to improve the quality of life for the whole community. Uh, they go into a coffee shop and um, and, and he says, uh, he says two, two black coffees, please. And Hugh tries to go, I'll have a macchiato, but <laughs> nobody's listening. Uh, an oat milk macchiato. Macchiato is a tiny latte, kind of. It's a shot of espresso and foamed milk. <laughs> just when you try to get one, just yeah. blank. <laughs> Dave says he should ask the question, after you've seen today, should the Bank of Dave exist? And Hugh says, of course. Yeah. He wants to file the papers, and he wants them to say that he doesn't belong. He wants the people that lost $500 billion, who shouldn't be able to run a bank, to admit that they're the only ones allowed to run a bank. Yeah. So they away and celebrate with karaoke. Yeah. Yeah, and they make Hugh sing. Uh, a cracking song to sing, though, if you can't sing, because it's mean you, you can talk out, can't you? I guess you can. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, you, you can just chat it out. Yeah. Uh, but she practically does it at the beginning, to be fair. Yeah, because he's not, he is not wanting to do this at all, is he? Uh, I used to love that song. You still love a whole album. It's brilliant, man. Uh, yeah, Out of Time, uh, Losing uh, My Religion, 1991. Uh, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, Belting. Double number one here, John. Right, two two countries. It was number one. Stupid, sexy Flanders ultra pop, and of course, your favourite, the Netherlands. The Netherlands, <laughs> correct. Uh, gold in the US, platinum in Denmark and in the UK, and double platinum in Italy, whilst never making it to number one there. What? Yeah. And in September 2022, the music video hit one billion views on YouTube. Jesus. Mm, yeah. I've just realized I missed something. An Italian, in Italian, macchiato means stained or spotted. So the literal translation of cafe macchiato is stained coffee. I've macchiatoed my trousers again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I've had a number of pints of Jaipur, I tend to macchiato my trousers. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Uh, anyway. We learned that Eric was shop steward at the Michelin factory until they closed it down. In reality, Michelin closed the factory in 2002 in Burnley. Uh, Maureen got the first loan from Dave. Uh, This is uh, 
Kathy Tyson to pay for yeah. her husband's funeral. Uh, one day with her next next day weren't <laughs> allowed. Samples. Yeah. Um, Hugh's a hit and they love him. Uh, the next day at Burnley Manchester Road Station, he's leaving and he drops a paper. Um, and this woman picks it up because we're much nicer in the north. I know I keep saying this, but we are much nicer in the north. Yeah. If you, if you go even further north, they're nicer. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. Um, between Manchester Road uh, and Manchester Victoria, you can now get a direct train, which you couldn't before 2015. The Todmorden Curve was reinstated, which is a 440-yard piece of track that your man Beechin, second mention of Beechin. This podcast is getting really niche. I think it is really just for Tom from everything we learned from the Simpsons <laughs> this podcast. Nice. Um, uh, and it now means that you can get a, a, a direct train, which you couldn't before. E grand. That that curve sounds like something a bloody um, Back to Future 3, doesn't it? Oh, we need to hit Dead Man's. <laughs> On <laughs> Dead the Man's Todman engine. curve. That's <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Cracking curve, Gromit. <laughs> I don't know. At his boss's office, Hugh explains Dave's plan. And he says, the FRB have to win, but we don't mind losing. He leaves the meeting with another colleague of his, and he sees Hen, which I assume is short for Henrietta. I can only assume yeah. it's short for Henrietta. Um, no. She's been stood up. He says, I've just come back from the north. And she says, Hampstead. <laughs> uh, Hampstead is four miles northwest of Charing Cross. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which I'm learning at the minute seems to be must be the very, very centre of kind of the city of London. Because it's it's always the mention. If you're talking about where somewhere is, whenever I'm looking them up, they always go, uh, you know, direction of Charing Cross. Oh, I'll go north of. Mm. Henny's having trouble at home. She's broke up with a partner, who it turns out is also her boss, and he says. Maybe don't drink so much if you're sad. <sighs> Mate, that hit me too fucking hard. Did it really? I'm always drinking. That's, <laughs> that's my secret. I'm always drinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's very wise words that we never listen to. Am I right? Oh, yeah. 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 He allows her to stay at his because she's pissed. Um, he's on the sofa, but he wakes up. But she's in the bed. She wakes up and looks in the bedside table for painkillers and finds the application for the bank of Dave. Yep. Later that week, Hughes boss has organised a meet with Sir Charles Denby, who's a friend in the banking industry. It's yeah. Hugh Bonville. Always, he's always good, isn't he? He's always Aye. good, yeah, and yeah. he's being a super prick here. And um, have you seen that? Um, I can't remember what it's called. Have you seen that Netflix? Film where he's the killer. Oh, the killer. Uh, I, Paddington, it's called, isn't it? <laughs> Is it let me in off? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, like, I, I, went, I went by or something. Yeah, I, that, t- that twist in, in that, like half an hour in, floored oh, me. I've, I've not seen it. Oh, it okay, okay. Well, I, I wasn't spoiling it for anybody. But there's like something happens half an, half an hour and you're like, okay. And now? <laughs> you know, and then? Uh, yeah. And so, then, and then. Uh, Dave's and then. plan is he wants to be a corner shop bank and not a supermarket. And, and then, and then, <laughs> uh, and your man Denby says, "Oh, like whores," and I was like, "Oh, I sorry, oh, money. sorry, I did I did I miss it? Are you are you calling him some sort of prostitute?" 
Yeah. That's because it says that, didn't it? It says old money, so that's that's money that is not part of any system, really. It does. Yeah, that's right. Um, See Haw and Co. is the UK's oldest privately owned bank. It's owned continuously by the Haw family for 12 generations. How good's that? All this from their website, which was really showy-offy and snooty and looked a little bit like Gringotts from Harry Potter. Oh, did it? So, yeah, I stopped reading it because it just made me sad. Sir Charles explains the FRB is set up to make sure uh, it picks people in the country that we can trust. And uh, Hugh says, well, they're doing a piss-poor job and storms out. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. Uh, That was good. He's having dinner with Hen. He's talking about his plan. And he asks that they keep it to themselves, which will come back. And at the FRB, Hugh arrives and explains that he wants to file the paperwork. The receptionist says, I'm sorry, I don't think we do that here. (laughs) This is according to the Financial Regulations Act of 2000. They do. Uh, He hands over the proposal to the head cheese and then leaves. The Financial Services and Markets Act 2000. And this is why, if we don't get to 100 things, it's on me, right? Because I read probably too many sections of the Financial Services and Markets Act and don't have anything (laughs) to show for it. (laughs) You can find it on legislation.gov.uk website. And it has 433 sections to it. Only six of which I managed to read because this is a fun podcast and not actual work, please. Oh. Bear in mind, I deal with legislation on a daily basis. So, yeah, I'm uh, glad I didn't have to do that. So Charles calls one of the senior partners at the firm, explaining that Hugh can't make the banks look stupid, and asks him to stay in touch. So Charles calls a woman and says he'll get her a promotion if she sends him that page. Hmm. Yeah. Mm, and that's um, what you hear, isn't it? That page. Yeah, so I, I wonder. Uh, Alex calls Hugh. And explains Dave has been arrested for loan sharking. <laughs> Looking through the paperwork, there's a page missing. The page missing shows that Dave can only lend to buy minibuses and vans, not funeral expenses. This will give him a minor criminal record and stop him running a bank. Basically, they're playing dirty. Yeah. Uh, loan sharking, a two-year prison sentence, and or a £5,000 fine is the maximum that you can receive. Go on, Dave said it wasn't a loan. He was happy to pay for it, but she wasn't going to have any of it. Hence the paperwork that he signed on the works paperwork. So Dave is guilty unless the charges were made to cause a greater harm to the public of Burnley. And then there's this brilliant ref where she's just like, uh, you can't handle the truth. And it's brilliant. But Hugh and Dave, neither of them have seen it. I know. And I was like, I... Don't think I know a single person that's not seen a few good men. Certainly of our age, certainly of Dave's yeah. age. You know, yeah, no, totally. Uh, I kind of get why Hugh wouldn't have done. A few good men is probably my favourite Tom Cruise film, John. Yeah, it was. But, um, but there aren't the many that I like, to be honest. I'm still holding. Oh no, it stands. The, the 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 cast is unbelievable, man. Mm. The cast is even the young boys that play the the the, the, the two Marines that are. Up on trial yep. are fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, budget of forty million made two hundred and forty-three million dollars. Pretty good. Uh, nominated really? for four Academy Awards: Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for a Jackie Boy, uh, Editing, and Sound Mixing. It won how many of those four? One. None. Didn't win a single what? one. Yeah, oh, Jack- he's never had a nomination. Jack- Jack, oh, Jack's won Oscars. He's just not. Won oh that. no, no, um, Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh no, uh, guys, fucking, no, no. right. Because it had Kevin Pollock, uh, Pollack, 
yeah, yeah, Pollock. Kevin Pollock. Yeah. No, from Pollock. <laughs> uh, He's famously Pollock. from Pollock, yeah. Uh, Demi Moore, Femur. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Bacon, with his buzz cut. Oh, yes, so he does, yeah. He's crazy, man. That's, uh, that's a cracking film. Cracking yeah. film, love it. Part of this is this this is kind of coming up to my favourite bit of the film. But before we get to that, Dave introduces him to Rick. Right? <laughs> Dennis Penis. Dennis Penis, right? <laughs> Who used to manage Def Leppard. Hugh's a fan. His band I've written Goa oh. Club, but it's not. I've got it right a bit further down. The Goa, Goa Express, Express. The Goa Express. Which is an actual band, isn't it? It's an actual band. Yeah, and do you know what? I've listened to a couple of bits they've done, and they're all right. They're all right. I'd probably get it wrong later on, but uh, yeah, they're all right. Um, are they, but they need a new van, which is why I say it's his son. It's his son's band. They need a new van, and for some reason I've written here, e, it's a shit business. <laughs> <laughs> As an e, 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 it's a shit business. <laughs> it's a shit business. Anyway, you're kind of like what? What is he doing here? Who's he? Um, but yeah, so he's kind of a, a roadie. But he's also he's also looked after Saxon. And I was like, Saxon, now there's a name I haven't heard in many years. Uh, Saxon were a metal band from Barnsley. <laughs> and Fuck until 1978 were called Son of a Bitch! Exclamation mark. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's shoehorned into this, isn't he? This uh, this character he really is. is really shoehorned in as part of the bit that I wasn't that into. In the coffee shop, Alex is talking to a friend. She's CID. She says the Met sent police up. These aren't Lancashire police, and that the Lancashire police were surprised. She says, I can't share info on an ongoing investigation, but it's absolutely fine for senior police officers to abuse and murder women. That's absolutely fine, Aye. but I cannot share any information with you. So, <laughs> Alex uh, speaks to her sister, right? Who is she's got a touch of the Ron Burgundy's her. Just she just every every line she does sounds like she's reading off an auto cue. <laughs> um, she's a reporter. I mean, I assume until recently she was interviewing a ginger lad from Wigan about saving a bus driver's life or something for Gordon Burns. <laughs> I mean, who is that? A reference. Please, listeners, reach out if you don't know what that is, because I'm looking at John and he has no idea what that reference is yep. to. Uh, if you know what that means, please do reach out. At court, Dave's being interviewed before he goes in. Uh, and he's basically saying, look, I just sell that and I'll sell you a van in any colour you want, as long as it's white. And That's like, <laughs> very good. Classic, Dave. Uh, Kay, who's got many, very few words to say in this, says, what world do we live in where if you get prosecuted for helping folk? And she's absolutely right. Uh, in the court, <laughs> which Dave pleads not guilty for, uh, the guy's just ready. Oh, well, we should have this done then in, in a moment or two. Uh, um, no, we learned that, and, and Hugh's great here. The documents prove that he has money laundered. Hugh doesn't contest the veracity of the docs and that he broke the law. However, he asked that they throw it out as the prosecution was bought by malice directed to the people of Burnley. Hugh continues, there's a story here, but then he has evidence. He calls Maureen to the box for her last half a scene. Um, she's never taken charity or a handout. She demanded official documentation. Yes. She breaks down talking about Ron being gone and being alone. Uh, mine was a blank, but Dave sorted everything, as did the people of Burnley. And this is where I cried, John. This is where I cried at this bit. You get you. Yeah, oh, it got me good. Oh, it got me so good. Yeah, I'm, I've got goosebumps thinking about it. It was so sweet. Um, 
she gave Dave the money and he gave it all to the homeless shelter. And her words were, because those God, God knows those people need it more than I do. Oh. Oh, it's so wholesome, isn't it? It is, yeah. So true. Hugh explains the charge hinges on a clerical error. Dave offered 200 loans to businesses, and they were all filed correctly, but this one's been put on by the banks to get him disqualified. It's easy, and they're not the bad guys. Instead, the local magistrate's court is because they're the ones that give him a record. Um, Hugh's doing really, really well here, and Alex tells him in the recess he's doing well. Um, also explains it was Sir Charles that pressed all this. The DCI that she met with says it was Sir Charles. Why leave this information till now? <laughs> yeah, no. It's a surprise one, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Each more, surprising, <laughs> each more surprising than the last. Yeah. Um, back in the court, the judge explains they need to know where it, where it came from. The prosecuting solicitor explains he doesn't have the details of who filed the case. Mm-hmm. Um. Hugh says he's about to call the DCI out of the police force. Now, bear in mind, he doesn't know who this DCI is. Uh, he's absolutely calling the bluff here, isn't he? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, if, if, yeah, if he had the essay, didn't know. Yeah. The prosecutor jumps shits in. It. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he properly shits the bed uh, and says, I was asked to keep Sir Charles's name out of it. And this makes it perjury because he's lied in court. Hugh asks for a mistrial, but the judge goes one better and throws it out. Hey, celebration. Hey, uh, so the word perjury is derived from the old French word perjury. Oh, 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 that's easy for you uh, to say. Yeah. Meaning, meaning to bear false witness. Oh, very good. Oh, excellent. At the pub after, everyone's congratulating Hugh and Dave. Dave gets up to sing All Right Now by Free. Yeah, Free, man. 1970, yeah. Fire and Water album. Oh, man. Happy times, eh? Yeah. He sounds Happy like times. a turn out of the bloody Phoenix Club, doesn't he? He really does, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the band itself was formed at Durham University. Durham. Uh, the song was Durham. number one. Durham, Durham. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I'm somebody says Durham. It goes through my head. The song was number one in Denmark and Sweden, John. And what? drummer Simon Kirk says the song was written after a bad gig in Durham. Uh, it's a really long story that I read, but it's really dull. So that's all you're getting. <laughs> Just so I can uh, move the podcast on. <laughs> You'll get one fight, enemy, so fuck that. Uh, exactly. <laughs> well, you get a couple for that, actually. Um, but yeah, you only get one for that. Yes. Fucking yes. <laughs> Hugh wakes up in Dave's spare room. When leaving the room, Alex is there getting out the shower in a towel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dave explains it's Rick's lad's band that are playing tonight, and Hugh should go. In London, Sir Charles is worried that Dave and Hugh are going to be a problem, except they hold the trump card. They make all the rules. That night of the gig, Hugh is considering how miserable he is in London, which was me at 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they meet Rick, and Alex learns that Hugh is a massive Def Leppard fan, and she's disgusted. Um, gonorrhea Club, or whatever they're called, come on. Um, they're a proper, like, shoegazy indie mob, the kind of thing I loved at 17. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've listened, as I say, I've listened to Spotify. They're all right. I hope they do better for having the name misquoted by me. You know, fine. Um, Alex doesn't know pour some sugar on me. And Hugh says, I thought you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> pour some sugar on me, of course. Uh, released September 87 in the UK and seven months later in the US. To me, it's mad that media isn't released at the same time. But then you think about it, it's, it's like 
that's nearly 40 years ago. No. Uh, for me, somebody in Cambodia can download our podcast today uh, and, and get the media there, but otherwise you've got to wait for stuff to be shipped over and printed there and released there. Mm. It's weird. Uh, but that particular song was gold in the US, gold and platinum in the UK, no. which is here, just so you know. For now, <laughs> just so you know. For now it is. Got some hysteria, big man, back oh, there. Oh, very good, very good. At hers, she invites him in for tea, not coffee, because as anyone that's watched Seinfeld knows, coffee means sex. Um, I actually quite like this actor. I've not seen her in anything, but Rachel watched Bridgerton, so I assume at some point she got... Oh, right. Yeah, did she get fingered off the small person actor from Derry Girls, maybe? Is that what Bridgerton's about? I've never seen a single minute of it. I don't know. Nah, I've never seen it either. Uh, that morning, Hugh wakes up on the sofa and Alex is off to work. He's like, but it's Sunday. Yeah? Fucking doctor. You must all get sick on Sunday. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I always tend to get sick on Sunday, especially if I've been to Brewdog the night before. Um, he gets a call. He's got a meeting with the FSB on Monday. Uh, probably has to go into space or to Tracy Island. Never entirely sure. Um, <laughs> Hugh offers Alex his sofa in London all this week, but she's on call in it. So... He's blatantly got a crush. And it's nice, it's sweet. Uh, Dave and Hugh are at the FSB in London. They know they're getting turned down. They head into the meeting and it's unanimous. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. it. They want monthly audit reports, IT systems, as well as the capital. Did you clock how much capital they need? 12 million dollars. 12 mil. (laughs) 12 million dollars for the people (laughs) of Burnley. Uh, And they need it in 90 days. Dave doesn't have 12 million. They know what they're doing. And he can't... He's usually just phoned Wonga. He can't lend it off the banks, because why would the banks lend it to him? Um, it has to be local money for local people. So I assume he's going to get it from Pauline's Pens and Tubbs and Edwards and the Shop of Precious Things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave heads up north and Hugh goes back to his job. Um, he's Heading up this business with his six-figure bonus if he works exclusively for this company. Hmm. Um, if he turns it down, they'll make sure he doesn't work again in the industry. And I, I was know. like, oh, so fucking so dickish, that. I know. I know. As, uh, even I was like, man, what, how can you survive in that sort yeah. of environment? That night, looking through the files, Hugh sees something that alarms him. The next day, he walks into Hen's office and explains he knows it was her that stole the missing sheep. They both yes. win is what she said, isn't it? Uh, um, she's, she's, she's seen an opportunity and she took yeah, it. I thought, exactly. man, that's, that's, that was your friend trying to help you. Yeah, fucking cunt. Correct. Yeah, L- London, though, innit? Uh, <laughs> she, <laughs> she, <laughs> she says that he's out of the picture now. The banker Dave can fade into obscurity of her words. We see Hugh in a meeting, not paying attention, looking sad. That night, asleep in his armchair, he gets a text and the next scene, he's at Maureen's funeral. Oh, oh God, God, yeah. yeah. Oh. Dave gets up and says he knew she was unwell, but she didn't want anybody to know she had cancer. He explains mm. she was a nurse, that people like her define who we are as a community, a pillar of the community. With her passing away, we're poorer. And I'm not crying, I promise. Oh, just something about this. And it's not even a great film, but something about this, because yes, of my fucking socialist idiotic socialist ways just just touches me in uh, really places does. that it's I good. wish I could be touched me and mighty Joe Young I, I cry every time <laughs> every time my poor monkey falls out the big wheel oh 
Hey, is your young? Sorry, you were having a moment, so I'll let you get back to your moment. moment, you knobhead. The organ plays No Woman, No Cry, which I don't think they would do in a church. No. At all. Right, okay. That's what they should play. In the Garden of Eden. They should. Yes, they should, John. Anyway, um, Let's let's move on. Uh, just 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 to take the the pressure off of me for a little bit. There's a mention that by Alex that Burnley is one of the most could de- say depraved towns in Britain. It might yeah. be one of Burnley is one of the most deprived towns in Britain. So, John, I've got a list of twenty of the most deprived towns or cities in Ooh, England. Right, All okay. right, I'm going to give you five guesses to guess what they are. I am willing to give you a couple of cryptic clues along the way, but make a couple yes. of guesses first. Just okay. think of some really um, shit towns in in England. They're in England, by the way. These t- are we talking towns or cities? Summer cities, summer towns. Right. The, okay. the, the first hint I'll give you is I've lived in two of them: Manchester, Liverpool, Carlisle. Yes, Manchester. <laughs> correct, John. You've only got five guesses. Oh shit! Oh what? You really? right. Yeah, you get you get one with Manchester, but I have not lived there. Hey. Okay. Um... Where was I born? Bradford. Bradford. Uh, Bradford is a no. What? You're born uh, in Wales. <laughs> in the mines. In the gravy mines. I was. Uh, where do they talk about in this film? Burnley. There you go. You can have that one. What football team do I support? Oh, not in the forest. Yeah. So where was I born? Uh, Nottingham Forest. Go. Yeah, uh, well, yeah I, was, yeah, I was born in Sherwood <laughs> Forest. Fucking Robin Hood. Nottingham. Jesus Christ. I, I'm astounded because I think because my geography is pretty good for the whole of the country. There's a bit in the middle of Wales I'm not very good at. But I think it's just mountains and forest. Because my geography is pretty good, including Scotland. I know where pretty much mm. everything is. I'm always amazed when you don't know where everything is. I just, I, don't, I just don't. I mean, I, I just, could name you towns in the borders of Scotland and you wouldn't know where they were. You'd probably say I they were in fucking I, Lancashire or something. I'll be honest with you. See, when I was like, I didn't get my license later, but when I was in cars, I just didn't take it in. I was too busy, like, either talking or drinking or something. Okay. So, fair enough. I just got, I got from A to B. Okay. Um, oh, think about some real shitholes on the coast. Uh, oh, Blackpool. That's one. And Skipton. <laughs> Skipton's lovely. No bed. No. no. You uh, you could have had Middlesbrough, and I'm surprised you didn't. Oh, uh, right. Hull, uh, Blackburn, uh, Stoke-on-Trent, uh, which is a, a massive shithole, uh, Hackney, Knotts, Thanet, Hastings, uh, Great Yarmouth, which is shit Yarmouth, Oldham, Leicester, boo! Rochdale, where I'm going on Saturday for the football. Uh, North East Lincolnshire, which is, I want to say, Grimsby. Uh, Newcastle-upon-Tyne, Salford, Bolton and Harlow. There you go. You got some. Um, I marked some off. You, you got some. Well done. You got some. It took the uh, it took the attention off me crying, so that's fine. Oh, mate, I tried to date my jokes. I, I've, I don't, I don't, I've not even watched Matey Joe Young, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my guilty pleasure. At the wake, uh, Dave's 
offering these sandwiches. sandwiches and nobody was. I loved his line. <laughs> these little raps. He's like, I can't seem to shift them. And he just wanders around eating them all himself. <laughs> <laughs> really sweet. That's what I do. Uh, he tells Hugh he's four mil short for the fund. As he goes to leave, Hugh remembers the one good night he had with Alex. And Rick was there. But maybe not Alex. Maybe it was Rick. Does Hugh fancy Rick? I'm not sure. Here. No, he doesn't. He wants a concert with Def Leppard. And Rick can make that happen. Uh, Dave needs to think about it. Next morning, we realise it won't make enough money. But then Mm -hmm. Dave suggests if they buy a ticket for 40 quid, they can. But they could also put down a deposit of £100 and take it out in six months with interest. If mm-hmm. the gig doesn't happen, you get your money back and you get the interest. Dave's plan is to have the gig at Burnley Stadium. Mm-hmm. John, you thought you'd got away with it. No <sighs> more fit the chat. But here it is. We've got some. Great. Go for it. <laughs> Tosh Turf Moor, that's right. Yeah, built in 1883, currently holds 21,944, uh, but the record attendance in 1927 was 54,775. It was an FA Oof. Cup game between the hosts and Uddersfield Town. It's the first ground ever to have been visited by a royal when Prince Albert attended in 1886 and had his foreskin pierced on the centre side. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Uh, Burnley FC, John, was founded in 1882 and became one of 12 founder members of the Football League in 1888. Uh, Champions in the First Division, which is now the Prem, twice. First in 1921, then in 1960. As Dave tells us, it was the greatest day of his life. Uh, One of only five sides to have won all four divisions in England, such as Wolves, Preston, Portsmouth and Sheffield United. Good for them. But, champions of Europe, you'll never sing that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, there you go. Uh, also, absolutely massively shamed uh, during the lockdown games when all the players at the time were taking the knee, you know, for Black Lives Matter. Aye. And yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember, this Burnley fan hired a plane to fly a banner over the game that said, Burnley, White Lives Matter. <laughs> I think he might be in the jail now, and I fucking hope he is. (laughs) Fucking racist. Burnley, you truly are football shame. Truly you are. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Hugh, Dave, Rick and his lad are planning the gig, and it turns out Def Leppard are in. Uh, Dave's interviewed on the TV. He says it'll be the biggest day since they won the league in 1960. And Rick has a chat with the Burnley manager, Sean Dyche. He's put the thing up. Did you see this bloke stood next to him? What do you think, Sean? Sean. Yeah, and he's like, I think it'll be deafening. And I was like, ah, that's good. It's good. good. Everybody likes Sean Dyche. I think he's just one of these really likeable men in football. Uh, And he was uh, forest training. He fucking hates forest, but he's a forest training. Um, The gig starts with uh, the Goal Express. Uh, yep. And in the changing room, Dave and Kay are counting donation buckets and they're some way off. Hugh meets Clarence, uh, who's there, his boss. I, it's the first time I've actually realised what he was called. Uh, Aye, uh, yeah. But he's called that. He's a bit like Larry Lamb, isn't he? He's he is a little bit like Larry Lamb. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he says, I didn't know, uh, he says, I didn't know you liked, uh, you liked rock music. He says, rock oh music. yeah, I once went to Glenbourne. And he's like, who are they? 
Uh, Glyndebourne Festival, John, is an opera festival. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, you can basically watch opera if you want. Uh, not the uh, not the talk show host. <laughs> <laughs> you get a tenor. You get a tenor, and you get a tenor. <laughs> Everyone oh, yeah. gets a tenor. Def Leppard come on, and as they finish the first song, Joe checks the figures, and they've done it. Dave goes on stage and thanks everyone, announcing the result. He says, "We're sending a message to the banks. Enough of your greed." Giving money to folk that don't need it and nout to them that do. Here's a better way. I'm nothing special. I'm Dave from Burnley. And if I can do it, anybody should. Helping is what community is all about. Ah, that's nice. Uh, and the band asked Dave to sing with them and they do pour some sugar on me. Yeah, that hat again, yeah. Uh, and he, again, he's not a great singer, but he's having a great time. I, I've seen yeah. Def Leppard, by the way. Rachel loves Def Leppard. We went on the Hysteria 35-year tour gig in Newcastle, and they were really good. I mean, I knew they'd be good, but they were. They've still, yeah, mate, they have still got it. Um, I I, I was going to do loads of facts about them, and I thought it gets really dry, so I didn't. So what I did was (laughs) I did the facts that I know you all wanted, listeners. I did facts about Rick Allen. Do you know who Rick Allen is, John? Tim Allen's brother. <laughs> the drummer. He is. The drummer from Def Leppard's only got one now. Um, you know him, but did you know he joined the band at the age of 15? He was only 15 years old. Yep. Jesus. And opened for ACDC on his 16th birthday. What a wee man. I mean, I think I had a couple of cans of bitter on the wreck with my mates at 16. Yeah. And the listeners at home are going, whatever, Planty, get onto the bit about the fact he's only got one arm. <laughs> um, he only has one arm after a high-speed car crash on the A57, which runs from Lincoln to Liverpool. My assumption was he was trying to get away as quickly as he could from Lincolnshire. Because <laughs> you would. Uh, he came off the road and hit a dry stone wall. It's the most Yorkshire way to lose an arm, that. The arm was initially reattached, but he lost it through infection. What? Uh, Rick and his wife, Lauren, fucking hell, I don't even know how to pronounce names now. Rick and his <laughs> wife, Lauren, uh, run the Raven Drum Foundation, which offers drum therapy and support to veterans, first responders, and trauma victims. I love All that. Right, yeah, I absolutely cool. love that. No, that's and, good. I, and I know we've got a couple of drummers that listen to this show. Hmm. Yep. I said drummers. <laughs> We're almost there, listeners. In the changing room, Alex is looking at the figures. She goes looking for Hugh and sees that he borrowed a mill off Clarence and used his flat as collateral. Property's cheaper in Burnley, he says. And she says, no one moves from Primrose Hill to Burnley. And his line is, no, unless they have recklessly strong feelings about someone. And I was like, you do the kiss. And she's like, you do mean me, right? Like, yes, I mean you. (laughs) Uh, In London... Hen's been sacked, hooray! And Dave opens a branch of the bank and we see some great pictures of the real Dave who looked astoundingly glory, didn't he? Yeah, he really did, yeah. No, they, they picked well because they looked... Because uh, at first I was like, hang on, is it? Uh, no, it, it looked astoundingly yeah, like him. Absolutely. Uh, the first cash machine... There's a cash machine there, by the way. The first cash machine um, on the 27th of June, 1967... Uh, at the branch of Barclays Bank, Enfield, North London. 
Do you know, John, who the first person to use the first ever bank machine was? Uh, Prince Andrew? <laughs> Prince, <laughs> Prince Albert. No, on the bussy star, Reg Varney. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm, really? I'm kidding. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Me, crazy. Yeah. It only allowed you to take out £10 at a time. What? Uh, £10 at a time. I assume you would take out 10 singles, wouldn't you? Yeah. Anyway, a lot of fun, and that's the end. Uh, uh, and I, I had a great time. It's really good to cover something we've yeah, not seen. Yeah, no, I watched it. I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was heartwarming. It was just, it wasn't it too much, but uh, it was good. A uh, couple of other things just before we finish up. We'll do the real stuff. Uh, Dave Fishwick is real, and he's lent over thirty million pounds to locals in Burnley. Uh, a school wanted right. I read. A school wanted a loan for an industrial-sized toaster so they could feed the hungry children at the breakfast club before school. He donated not only the toaster, but a year's supply of bread. Got to get up. Got to get out. I literally cried in the pub reading that. And I'd not even had a drink. And I'd one sip of beer. And I cried reading that because that is just the nicest thing that anyone has ever done. It's so wonderful. Such a beautiful soul, man. Right. Here's all the stuff that hasn't happened. Uh, Hugh isn't a real person, uh, which is a shame because Joel Fry is adorable. Uh, Dave does not have a license from the FSA. Uh, He never raised the money. His company is still an independent lending company, and he hopes to raise the money. Oh, that's good. Uh, Charles Denby is not real. Hey. Which is good, because can you imagine releasing a film about someone so dastardly without being sued? <laughs> oh, God, eh? Yeah. Um, Death Leopard didn't play a gig in Burnley because the gig doesn't exist. Which is a real shame, because we all know if you book them, they will come. <laughs> um, they are, though, the real Dave's favourite band. And he described meeting them as probably, if not definitely, the best day of my life. Oh. Uh, there you go. So that's all my facts about that film, John. What else you got? Oh, it's been done. You just stole half your oh, mind, oh, anyway. Oh, so, uh, to be honest, there was a lot of stuff we had in common. And to be fair, I thought you'd have picked up more on the uh, the production and music stuff, but no. Oh shit! I, I've got actually, I've got loads more here. Sorry, uh, Lancashire is in the northwest of England, just down the M6 from me. I'm not putting that because we've already done that. Uh, population of more than seventy three thousand people, and gets its name for the River Burn that flows through it. Burnley literally translates to Burn and Lee, L E A, or Meadow by the River, which I think is Ooh. absolutely lovely thing to say. That's cool. Eh? Uh, hugely important during the Industrial Revolution due to its location to two rivers, the Burn and the Calder, and the Coalfields, which I won't bang on about. Uh, sits on the beautiful Leeds and Liverpool Canal, which opened in 1796, which is how your man can do the uh, the ones on the top. The Burnley loom for cotton mills was invented in 1842 by James Bullock and William Kenworthy and was the first semi-automatic power loom. <laughs> yeah, child. Uh, <laughs> related to this film, kind of, in 1825, the only local bank, Holgate's, collapsed, forcing the closure of a number of the large mills and huge unemployment. All this happened the year before the major financial crash of 1825. Um, one last thing here somewhere, if I can find it, there's a mention of looms. Wait, Dr. Looms for uh, 
Agnes as black as a doll's. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. Uh, in 1880s, Burnley did, in fact, manufacture more looms than anywhere else in England, because Alex says they manufactured more oh, looms Oh, sure else she did, yeah, she actually points out. And that's she? me. Wow. Cool. So... How many do you think we got? I don't think we got as many as the last show. How many did we get in the last show? Uh, over 100. Yeah, 100, yeah, 100, 100, 109 or something, isn't it? I'm going to say 87. Oh, good. Hiya, baby. 97. Good. Hiya, baby. 107. Oh, good. Hiya, baby. Fuck off, really? 170. Oh, you ain't ever going down free base. 110. Okay, well. Dave, thank you so much, Mr. David yeah. Fishwick, if that is your real name. We know it is. Of course, we that, know that was all you, baby. That was all you. all you. Super smashing great. Right. Um, enough of that, bollocks. <laughs> let's, <laughs> ah, let's, that, let's say nice things about the people that give us our, uh, give us our cash, <laughs> give us our monies. Uh, of course, we have got the usual mob. Uh, the people that uh, pay us and don't have anything to uh, to advertise. Oh, actually, uh, a lot of these people that, that that are here are in our brand new uh, Facebook group, which is basically we're just sharing memes. We're just sharing film, film memes and pictures and things like that. Um, so it's currently being managed uh, by Mono, uh, Rachel, uh, Phil Farish, and Nigel. Um, so Nigel Davis. So c- c- join that. Just search 100 Things We Learn From Film, and it's a group. And come in and just share your favourite bits and pieces in there, please. Do that on Facebook. If, you, if you're on Facebook, do it. John, start sharing some stuff. We're, we're liking all sorts of stuff. It's just a, a nice way to kind of talk to the people that we, we, we absolutely nice. love. And we'll do polls. We'll do bits and pieces. We'll do things for you to get involved. But we'll also just do memes because we fucking love memes, don't we? Um, oh, you love a good yeah, meme, didn't so you? Massive thank you to those lovely human beings. Um, uh, Gadget, Gadget, uh, Gadget owes me a recording. Actually, uh, Gadget's going to say, "Yeah, Gadget's going to promote himself again." You'll have heard somebody <laughs> promote him before, probably Punk, because he usually has his shit together. Uh, but Gadget, you're next up. Get us, get us something across. Uh, we've got uh, Stig from uh, and Biggie, of course, uh, from the fantastic Modern Escapism. Um, Stig, Stig shared some news about a, a sick family member. Look, we. we so much love with you right now. Uh, if there's anything we can do just to take your mind off stuff, just give us a shout. Yeah, even John, yeah. just give John a fucking shout. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Things could be worse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the fantastic Joss Wilson, um, super familiar with the Wilsons, is coming on in two weeks' time to talk about the dude. The bow. Yeah, the bow, bow. absolutely. Uh, Gavin and Dan from uh, from Super Familiar with the Belsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from Be There with Belson podcast. Um, of course, we had Gavin on last week. Uh, we'll get Dan on for a... Dan, come on uh, and do a... Uh, yeah. Yeah, come on and do a... Um, Come on and do a Facts, Lies and Rock and Roll. All of you guys here, I want you on to do Facts, Lies and Rock and Roll at some point. Um, oh, SP Film Viewers. What is this? Some kind of crossover? SP Film Viewers and Ian Graham from uh, Cool Connections have done an episode together this week. John? Yeah. yeah they have done the fant- always fantastic and very kind of important to me, uh, Rita Sue and Bob too together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a uh, one of them enjoyed it, there. two of them did not. I'll let you lot guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Gavin McGill, 
mate, thank you so much for all the fucking stupid shit you send me all the time. Uh, Mono, oh, by the way, right, I picked Mono up the other day, uh, today, uh, because he has done, they've done Con Air this week. And oh, he God, said, mate. and I know he's listened to our episode of Con Air. I know he has, because he's picked me up on something about it before. And he says on his episode, oh, how do I live by Leanne Rhymes is on this. So I sent him a message to say, oh, actually, it's not the Leanne Rhymes version. It's the original version. Leanne Rhymes didn't do it until two years after this was released. <laughs> up yours, Mono. You <laughs> fucking smart ass. Uh, Joe Higgins, uh, Hallmark of Greatness. Uh, of course, I'm going to be talking about... Uh, I'm going to be talking about a Christian film uh, this week coming on this. We're going to be talking about The Rapture. Yeah. Uh, Blondie is not in it, I don't believe. Uh, Aaron from Z1 Podcast. Uh, Aaron, reach out to us. We're really missing you. We're really missing your podcast. We'd love to know that you're okay after your house move. Uh, a couple of people that pay us and don't ask us to do anything uh, are Emily, Ian, and, of course, Maria. But Maria's going to be coming back with uh, more cult connections shortly. Sweet. So that's all of them. Uh, I would love for this thing to be like half an hour long. <laughs> that would be great because <laughs> we'd be fucking rolling in it. It'd be super. Um, we'd be able to afford that uh, Sirocco that I want. <laughs> nah, <laughs> so be yeah. like, I don't want much in life. We'll get, we'll get you that. Absolutely. That, that and your industrial sized toaster. Oh, we'll man. Absolutely. And some fucking Kleenex after today. Not that I was wanking over Dave, but you know. Nah, over the car, though. Yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Uh, John, any last words? Any last words? I'm, I'm fucking murdering you. <laughs> any last words before I set Sir Ben Kingsley on you? Uh, just let the guys know about those beanies there. So oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, we're selling, yeah. selling beanies. Give us, yeah, give us 15 quid and we will give you two vinyl stickers, three badges, and the softest beanie that you've probably ever yeah, worn. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got one and oh my God, it's so, yeah. so warm. You'll also get postage to anywhere in the world for that. Um, so it will not go missing unless you punk fuck knows where is has gone something about the northern, northern irish protocol i don't know oh, <laughs> i don't know postman's it. <laughs> <laughs> over there there's very little fucking doubt yeah anyway <laughs> listeners he's been john i've been plenty and this has been 110 things we learned not counting the fact that i actually cried on my own podcast <laughs> about the bank of dave <laughs>